0: And uh, we talked about joy this week for me. Uh, has been an exciting week preparing for this Sunday. And uh, this Sunday, I believe that the Lord wants us to take another step as we encounter uh, these seasonal changes in our lives. Uh, of course, it's fall. We all know that. And there's natural seasons that change. Uh, there are natural things that take place. Uh, but we also understand that in life, we have uh, spiritual seasons that We encounter as well. And we walk through both natural and supernatural uh, experiences. Last Sunday, we talked and we stepped into a new season of joy. Come on, how many of you have been walking in joy? I pray this week that last Sunday's service just really connected your heart that we would live our lives full of joy. And uh, I I hope that you took some of that and did some of those practical things that we talked about right at the end. I don't know if you remember, if you were here, we talked about the joy that the Lord puts in our heart, that we need to do something. We need to kind of remove the blockade from the joy that's here and let it show up on our face, right? You forgot that already? (laughs) Come on, let me see some joy on your face this morning. Show some joy to your neighbor. That big smile. Listen, we serve a God. Who gives us unspeakable joy, even in the midst of a storm, even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of of the the, the normal everyday occurrences that take place in life? Our God is a God that wants to give us and speak joy. We learned uh, last week as we took a look uh, at Ecclesiastes three one. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity. Under heaven. Uh, So we understand there are natural seasons, there are spiritual seasons, and uh, we know that we need to meet each and every one of these seasons in our lives in a very unique way. And that's what this series is all about. We want to meet every season with joy, we want to meet every season also with hope. We believe that God wants to instill a hope inside of us. We want to meet every season with hope. Everybody say hope. Hope is a powerful word. Hope has a powerful meaning. Listen to this. Uh, uh, there are many you could describe hope. This one, uh, hope is the ability to stand in the present and look into the future with Confidence. Hope is the ability to stand in the present and look into the future with confidence. Maybe you're here today and you're not able to look at the future with confidence. Maybe you are. Maybe you are so excited about what tomorrow is about to bring. You're in a good season. You're in a a, a season of growth and development and blessing. Maybe you're walking through a season that that you need a little hope. I, I believe this. I believe that hope is a very powerful force in someone's heart and life. When we understand and we can meet life with hope, with hope in our hearts, with an ability to stand in this present moment and know and look into the future and with confidence there is something powerful about that in our lives. It does something to us. And so we want to step into a new season with hope. There is hope for you today. There is joy that the Lord wants to deposit in us. But we probably have many questions. Maybe we have some questions. Maybe you're here and and you hear the word hope. You want to be hopeful. You want to have hope in your life. You want to experience that hope. You ask maybe, is there any hope for me? Is there hope for my broken heart? Is there hope for me when I've messed up? Is there hope for me when when I'm afraid? Is there hope for me when I, I feel so lonely? Is there hope for me when, when I, you know, as we kind of look at our, our own lives, we kind of wonder, is there hope for me? when I just feel like quitting, when I just feel like this is the end, Lord, I've tried everything I can do. I'm I'm walking, but I I just am not seeing any answers to my prayers. And I I maybe just feel like I just want to lay it all down. Maybe you ask, is there any hope for my fractured family? Is there any hope for my home? Is there any hope for my marriage? Is there any hope for these relationships that I have that I'm struggling with? They're fractured. I want you to know that life... Is full of heartbreaking experiences. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. There is not a single person in this room that hasn't experienced at some point or another a a, a life breaking experience, something that's heartbreaking. I should say. Maybe you're suffering from a broken heart. A Broken heart is a not is not a rare occurrence. It's in fact all too commonplace. A broken heart is is something that that can hurt. A, It it is something that really can destroy our hope. Listen to what Proverbs 13, verse 12 says. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life. Seems like from the cradle till now, we've experienced moments where the heart has been sick, where there's difficulty in our lives. Have you lost your hope? Hopelessness is when you're afraid that things won't work out. If you have a fear that things aren't going to work out, you're you're dreading, you're wondering what's going to happen. Where in this situation, in this circumstance, where whatever you're walking through, hopelessness is a feeling deep inside that says this just isn't going to work. It's almost a negativity, or a, maybe even a little pessimism that that sneaks in. It it says I am not very hopeful. Uh, Many of us in this room have experienced that over the last few weeks. I am not very hopeful that the lions, the wolverines, nor the Spartans are going to have a very good season. That is hopelessness at its best. We can all understand that. There are some things in life that we wonder, will this ever work out? Will this be a good thing we we're going to trust the lord and step out but somehow deep inside we wonder i want you to know maybe if you're asking is there any hope for me i want you to know that everyone is in search of hope hope is the feeling that the feeling you have in hopelessness won't last forever. There's a deep hope that says, you know what? Though what I see is a storm, a difficulty, a trial, a circumstance, though I see this in, in my natural eye, there is a hope inside that says, my God is in control. He holds me in my hand and I place my complete trust in Him. I want you to know that no matter where you are, Jesus can restore your hope. Hope is what gives people the reason to go on. Jesus claimed that He had the power to heal a broken heart. Listen to this. In Luke 4.18, He says, He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. I want you to know, if you're sitting here saying so disappointed, maybe even saying, what's the use? Jesus is able... He is willing. He desires to heal your broken heart. He wants to touch you in your life, in your circumstance. If you need hope, I want you to know this morning that you can do three things according to Luke 24, there were two disciples who were walking with Jesus. It's called the road to Emmaus. And uh, as they were beginning to walk in their journey, uh, it's an incredible story that that uh, we've talked about in the past. I don't have time to go into the entire story today, but as these disciples were walking away, all of a sudden they had an encounter with Jesus. They thought Jesus had died. And here he was, he shows up on the path with them as they walked along uh, on that Path. I want to give you three things that we can learn uh, from these. This encounter that they had with these disciple uh, with the Lord in this moment that we can build upon. If you want hope in your life, if you want some hope in some dry, dark, hurting situations, I want you to take that bulletin, flip it over, and write these three things down. The first thing we see is we can step into hope. By walking with him. So well of course I I I I I know that. Well, do we though? Do we really grasp what it means to walk with him? These two disciples were walking along sadness in this moment that they encountered the Lord. Sadness was turned to joy. Their despair was replaced with a hope in their hearts and their lives. The Bible here, when it says walk with, uh, that means there was a deep relationship, a deep connection that they had with the Lord. I believe every day we're faced with temptations that, that, that somehow there's that voice of temptation that's leading or speaking speaking to us, suggesting to us what path to walk down, where, what, what to do that might even be contrary to God's word. But the Bible tells us in Galatians 5.16, he says this, we who know the Lord should walk in the Spirit. And you will not fulfill the flesh, the lust of the flesh. In other words, when you're walking with God, He will direct you in the right path. Listen to this. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 30, 21, whether you turn to the right, I love this, whether you turn to the right or you turn to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye In it. The voice of the Lord is continually speaking. He is speaking to our hearts. He is speaking to our lives. If we pause, if we listen, if we take time and walk with him, sadly, many people who claim to be a Christian uh, really regard Jesus in the same way that they now stick with me here for a moment. They kind of view Jesus the same way we all view a, a spare tire. Think about that. Do you only go to the Lord when you have a personal blowout, like a spare tire? Some people realize that and know that Jesus is always there, but they never really acknowledge Him until they have some sort of a crisis, and then they have, like me, no idea how to access it Where is that thing? How do I get it down? It's stuck up underneath my car. Yeah, right? How do I And and we don't know. It's there. We know Jesus is there, but then all of a sudden we need him. We don't know how to access him. We don't pray, we don't walk with him. We don't know. We got to go find out how do I How do I understand what this what what to do? Where where is he? How do I have access to him? We have and want hope in our lives, we will walk with Him every single day. Walk with the Lord. He will walk with you. He will walk with you. He wants to enjoy this journey that you are on with you. And let's not, as we go through life, compartmentalize our Lord and Savior to that moment and relegate it. We know He's there. We know He loves us. We, we know He wants to walk with us. But until we have a need, until all of a sudden the bottom falls out, we don't experience So let's not treat Him like that. Let's open up our hearts and let's love Him. Secondly, to step into hope. Step into hope by listening to Him. Not only did the disciples on the road to Emmaus, walk with Jesus, they listened to what He had to say. He started talking and He started sharing and He started giving and all of a sudden their hearts were, were beginning to leap because when they heard what He had to say, have you heard Jesus? Have you had time with Him? Have you walked with Him? Has He spoken to you? Are you, are you listening? Are your ears tuned to what Jesus is speaking for your life? As you walk, listen to Him. Step into hope by listening to the Lord. He will lead you. He will guide you. When you encounter that difficulty, there's something awesome, that that peace that passes understanding that says it doesn't matter. God is in control. And that's not just some Christian verb that, that we can just, we all say, oh, it's okay, God's got it. No, when there's a deep knowing My God has me in the palm of my hands. It's not about what we say. It's an understanding. It's a peace. It brings joy. It brings hope to our lives. Here at Saginaw First Assembly of God, we believe wholeheartedly in walking with the Lord. We want you to experience a lifelong relationship with Jesus that doesn't consist in go from Sunday to Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we come together on Sunday and then it's an explosion of praise. It's an explosion into His presence. So we believe we need to Walk with him, and, and we need to be listening to him very, very shortly, as a matter of fact uh, here at, at, at our church we we believe in prayer, we know we need to to listen to God, part of prayer is hearing and listening, and part of it is bringing our requests before the Lord, but part of that is listening and, and so in the, few, in the in the weeks ahead, actually, the first Wednesday of October. I am so excited to get back to Wednesday prayer and have Wednesday prayer here in this facility, in this sanctuary. Here's what we're going to do. It's going to look a little different though. I just want to share with you really quick. You see, if you are looking for a place to connect, maybe your house is okay, maybe work is crazy, we're going to open up this sanctuary from 11 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Come in, spend time with the Lord, go out, partake in communion, leave your request Before the Lord, ask Him. We want to make this a place where we can experience the power and the presence of God. How many of you think that's a good idea that we can do that? I encourage you, if you're at work and you get a lunch, stop in. You may only be able to stop in for 15 minutes. Come and soak in the presence of the Lord. Anytime you want, this place, starting the first Wednesday in October, we're going to have this place. Be a house of prayer for those three hours. And we look forward. Just come on in, slip on out, do whatever you need to do. Because we believe we need to walk with Him. We believe that we need to be a people of prayer. We need to be people who listen to Him. Listen to this. God's original intent was to create people with whom He could have a personal, loving relationship with. The Bible says that he would walk with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Sin destroyed that relationship. And salvation is having that relationship restored. Though Through Jesus Christ, it's possible to know God and to walk and talk with him. Everybody say walk. Everybody say talk. The Bible wants, it's so clear that the Lord's desire is to walk with you and to talk with you. Make sure if you want hope to well up inside of you, if you want to live a life full of hope and joy from what we talked last week, there's something amazing when we begin to spend that kind of time walking and talking with Him. The third thing we need to understand in order to step into hope, we need to see Him for who He really is. The two disciples walked with Jesus. They heard the story. But if you read it carefully, it wasn't until they broke bread and prayed that all of a sudden their eyes were opened to exactly who He was. And in that moment, they recognized Jesus for who He really was. Their hopes were fully restored. They thought that He was dead. And in that moment, they realized that He was alive. They were so excited, they ran all the way back. Seven miles. I, I don't know if I could have made it. They ran seven miles back to tell all the other disciples. Do you recognize Jesus? Is he alive today in your heart and your life? If you don't see him as alive and living and, and a part of your everyday life, many times we find ourselves then, that's the basis where we live life with no hope. All of a sudden that hopelessness begins to sneak in. Listen to this. Hope is more than blind optimism. Hope is better than pessimism. An optimist sees the glass as half full. A pessimist sees the glass as half empty. But a person with hope sees the glass is firmly held in the hand of God. You don't have to worry about what the future holds because you know who holds the future. I don't know about you, but I got excited. When I read that quote, I said, I've got to share that this Sunday morning. I am excited that I don't have to make the glass be half empty, half full. I know that God, His hand is on the glass that covers our lives. And because of that, we have hope. We have a hope that is deep inside of us. Come on. We have a Lord and our Savior who who holds our future. Can anybody else... I just come on, we have a Savior who loves us. He holds us. In the darkest of night, He holds us. I I heard a funny story. Uh, A man, uh, we'll call him Bill, invited his boss to his house for dinner. He was hoping to make a good impression, so his wife prepared an excellent meal. Eight-year-old Adam was clean and scrubbed and was warned to be on his best behavior. After introductions, Adam wanted to impress his dad's boss. So he ran up to his room and he grabbed a deck of cards. He brought them out to his boss and he gave them to him. And as he gave them to his dad's boss, he said, I want to give you this full deck of cards because my dad says that you're not playing with a full deck. (laughs) Can anyone say, oops? Somebody kind of messed up on that one, didn't they? The things they repeat. I want you to know, if you are in this room today, And you have messed up. There is hope for you. Don't take my word for it. Take the words of Jesus. Take the words that He declares. Remember, in John 4, the Samaritan woman who was there. And Jesus, let me tell you, He knew everything about her. He began to ask her questions. He already knew that she had had five husbands. She, he already knew that she was living at that time in adultery. And Jesus came to meet her, not to condemn her. Understand, Jesus in that moment saw her, sought her out, knew what what she was, where she was He came to give her hope. That same God is here to give you and I hope. How many of you in this room have messed up? If someone next to you doesn't have their hand up, they messed up because they're lying. (laughs) Liars. I lied unknowingly. I thought the lines were going to be painted. Do not lie knowingly. Listen we've all messed up. Are you not as thrilled as I am? Are you not as thrilled as I am to know that we have a Savior who loves us? He cares. He brings us hope. He wants to fill our lives with hope. An incredible hope. So what if I've messed up? I want you to know, Jesus knows about your failures. He knows about every single one of them. Listen to this. Failure is not failing to reach your dreams. Failure is not having a dream. Failure is not setting a goal and missing it. Failure is not having a goal. Failure is not falling down. Failure is refusing to get back up. I want you to know failure is a part of life. Messing up, we understand. We're human. We, we walk through the difficulties of this life, but we have a God who didn't come to condemn us. We have a God who has come to bring us hope. Hope. Jesus loves you and I in spite of our failures. He loves you. He knew, what, he knew your failures. He knew what would take place. But He loved you instead. He loves us all in spite of our failures. There's no beauty contests when it comes to our Lord and Savior. He loves each and every one of us just as we are. But God, I want you to hear this. God loves you. And don't miss this point. God doesn't love you because you're valuable. You're valuable because God loves you. You are valuable, you are valuable, you are valuable because God loves you. Somehow we get it mixed up that our value with God is based on how good we are, what we do, what we might not do, and it's not based. We could never thwart the love of God in our lives one bit. Because He loves us, and because He does, every single one of us in this room are valuable. Jesus offers to forgive us. He forgives us of all of our failures. He said to the woman, I know that you've messed up. I know your past mistakes. You know, we could learn a lesson From her very quickly, I don't have these on the slides. The first thing, um, listen, uh, if if you want to experience this hope of forgiveness in your life, write these three things down. They're very simple. You've probably heard me share them many times. The first thing we have to do is admit it. Admit it. Admit that we need a Savior. Admit that we need the Lord. The Bible says, he who conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. The second thing is when we've asked, we admit we've done wrong. The second step to finding that forgiveness is, is of course, we know to ask Him. I'm going to say this, though, today. I want you to understand, as we walk with Him, we need to quit it. Admit it, and we need to quit doing it. I, didn't get, I got one amen. Well, what, what, what do you mean? Listen, repentance is something that happens in our heart. It's a change of mind that changes our behavior. It changes what we do. Admit it, quit it. And then here's the big one, number three, we need to forget it. The devil is so good to remind us of all of our failures, all of our past, all stuff. I see so many heads nodding. He wants us to believe that we're no good. We're no good. We're no good. You couldn't do this. You can't walk for him. You can't. You don't know. You go to that church and everyone looks at you, but they don't know how messed up you are. I want you to know God knows exactly how messed up each and every one of us are. And he loves us still. He loves you. He loves you. God. Of all love, somehow we just can't seem to forget it. But is there any hope for me when I'm afraid? Is there hope for me when I feel like quitting very quickly to close here today? I want to give you three things just really quickly. If you have lost hope in your life, I want to help you today to regain that hope. Number one, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's time to get up. Shake yourself off. Get up. Keep moving. Keep going. Number two. Don't give up. Instead, look to Christ. Look to Christ in every situation. Everything you're walking through, look to Him. And don't give up. It's time to link up with others. The Bible is very clear that as we do these three things, we need to get up, shake ourselves off. We, we need to look to Christ. And, and so many times we chase all the other things and answers and we understand that hope is in Jesus. If you see all three of these, the key is that those first three words, don't give up. Would you say that with me this morning? Don't give up. Don't give up. There's something about regaining hope when we say, don't give up, don't quit. There's a story uh, of a farmer who had a, a, a mule, old mule, hurting he wanted to put it down but he just couldn't bring himself to later that mule fell into uh into a a, a well and uh was down there trapped the farmer had no way to get him out he knew that it, he was going to die and he called some friends they had no way to get him out and and so feeling like he needed to do the humane thing and and somehow you know create whatever his brain was telling him but he figured let's just you know We'll have to bury him right here in the well because we're never going to be able to get him out. And so they began to shovel the dirt in on top of this mule. And the mule was there in the well and they were beginning to just bury him in there. It was a deep well. And and so the story, of course, uh, made up, in case you're wondering. I didn't watch this happen or something. The mule realized what was happening and every shovel of dirt that hit his back, he shook it off and stepped on it shook it off and stepped on it, shook it off and stepped on it, shook it off and stepped on it, shook it off and stepped on it until he got to the point where he could just step right outside of the well. No matter what comes your way, no matter what happens, I'm telling you, with the power of Jesus Christ living in you, you can shake it off and rise to the occasion. You can shake it off. Whatever is hurting you, whatever you feel like is being dumped on you, listen, don't live in it. Shake it off and have hope that Jesus Christ will bring you through. I believe he will. I know he will. Amen. The last thing you need to know is when you're down to nothing, remember that God is up to something. Maybe you've ever been there. When you are down to nothing, God is up to something. Joseph grew up in a messed up family. He didn't blame his upbringing for his problems. He, he dealt with them. He was If you know, this, you know the story, we had a series on Joseph uh, shortly ago and, and uh, was sold into slavery, his brothers, all the turmoil in his family and the things that were going on. He, he realized when he was in that pit God's hand was still on his life. When it looked like he was down to nothing, he knew that God was up to something. If you're struggling with a lot of pain in life, maybe things in your family, I I, I know I, I mentioned that earlier. Man, I wish I had hope for my home, hope for my family. I want you to know, may you realize today that God is up to something. God is up to something. Say that to yourself say that in your own heart in your own spirit declare it over your situation god is up to something bible tells us in hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 through 20 we take hold of the hope offered to us. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered already. He has entered on our behalf. We serve a God who is hope. I love that it says hope, and I I capitalized anchor because Jesus Christ is many times referred to. Hope isn't something that just floats and rises up. Listen to this. Hope is an anchor that holds us. Jesus, in this moment, that hope as an anchor for the soul way back in the day, Stones, huge boulders had holes bore through them and, and they ran a rope through them and those were the anchors that were used in, in, in the days of Jesus. And back then they had huge boulders and things that would be created. They would take those, those things and they would lower them down onto a small boat as they entered into a harbor. Not knowing quite how to navigate or where to go, that boat would literally carry that anchor out And then dump it off where it needed to go, that would keep that, give it a safe place in the harbor. Then the ship would use the the rope and as it would pull, it would pull itself through to where the anchor was to hold them. Jesus is our hope. He is our anchor. He is what guides us. He is what leads us. If we put our hope, our trust in the anchor of Jesus, I literally, I, I saw this picture and I was like, that is so good when he becomes our anchor. He guides us, he leads us, he holds us in his hand. We serve a God who wants to be an anchor for all. He holds us in his hand and he has hope. I want you to know today that the greatest hope that you and I can have only exists because the ultimate sacrifice was paid by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for our sins and because of that, you and I, have hope. Are you excited that we have hope today? Can we give the Lord praise in just an understanding that He is our hope. He is our anchor. We love you, Lord. Today, we are going to celebrate our hope in Christ. Today, we are going to look to Him together as we place our hope I don't know what you walked into this room with. I don't know what burden you're carrying. I don't know what difficulties you may be encountering. I hope today's message really found you in a place, no matter what circumstance, situation, trial that you are walking through, that you know that you can put your hope in Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to seal that before the Lord. We're going to seal that with a time of communion. And we're going to honor the Lord, our anchor of hope. How many of you are glad that He is our anchor? He is our hope. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we thank You for that. I invite our ushers to come. Worship team, would you please come? As we begin to prepare and take this communion here today, I want you to know and hear this word before the ushers distribute these elements today. 1 Corinthians 10, 16 through 17 says the cup of blessing that we bless is not a participation in the, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body for we all partake of one bread. We partake and the blessing of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We understand that it's because of His sacrifice for our lives that you and I can have hope. I pray that today, as we partake of this moment of communion, that you would place your hope in Him again. Whatever situation difficulty whatever it is you might be walking through whatever it is you're praising him for today whatever victory you just had i think even in our victories we need to place our hope in him do you believe that this morning would you bow your heads and close your eyes dear heavenly father i pray over this holy moment lord that you are our hope we place our hope in you today We know that You're leading us and guiding us. We know, Lord, that You are up to something. God, I pray in this moment, there are hearts that are yearning for You to show in this moment that You are up to something in their hearts, in their lives. God, I pray over this bread and over this cup as it's being distributed. Lord, we we ask that You would, in this moment, as we remember You, Lord, that our hope would be renewed our joy would be renewed in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Amen. As the ushers distribute these elements, the worship team's just gonna lead us in a chorus and we're gonna sing. I'm gonna come back. And at the end, I'll ask, just hold both the bread and the cup. I'll come back and we'll partake together in Jesus' name. Bless you as you receive the elements today. I invite everyone, everyone in this room to stand with me right now. And we are going to participate in this incredible moment of hope. And we're going to then sing this chorus. And we're going to let our praise fill this place. And we are going to allow God's hope to fill our hearts. How many of you in this room have a situation, a something going on that you need God to be up to something in? If that's you here today, I invite you with me with your heart, to declare it to the King of Kings as we partake of this bread and this cup. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray right now over this bread and this cup as we gather here today. God, I pray that hope would arise. I pray that our hearts would be lifted. I pray that in this moment, Lord, your glory would be shown in our hearts and in our lives that as we walk with you. God, I pray if there are those who are hopeless in this moment, Lord, you would fill their hearts with hope because of your great sacrifice that we are able to have this deep, deep hope in our hearts and in our lives. And for that we're so grateful. In Jesus' name would you with me partake of both the bread and the cup. Here's what I want to ask this morning. If you're in this room And you need God's hope in an area, circumstance, something's taken. Can I just see your hand right now? You need God's hope in your life. Come on. Here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Would you take a step? Would you move out from where you are? Would you find a place at this altar And say, God, I'm here And I need your hope I know that you said you're up to something I need you I need you to show up in my life I need you to show up in my situation This moment is for you Every single person who has a desire Our God is here He wants to meet you where you're at Bring your need to the Lord And watch Him fill your heart with hope today In Jesus' name Come on, let's go to Him And let's seek His face together Hallelujah, Jesus. Man, God is good, isn't He? I believe today, my heart's prayer for this moment is that whatever you walked down here with, when you begin to walk that way, you have a heart full of hope. A heart filled with hope, knowing He holds me in this moment. Do you believe that today? So here's what I'd like to do. I would love for us to do something. And that's to declare it with our praise. To declare it with our voice. With a shout to God. Declaring. You know, when the armies went to battle, they led with a shout of praise. They led with the instruments and all of them. They they got to be the front line. Because where the presence of the Lord needed to go before them. I pray that you have experienced the presence of the Lord and it goes now before you as you leave this place. Come on, can we lift up the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we glorify your name. Lord, we glorify your name. We praise your name. We praise you, O God. We praise you, O God. We praise you, O God. You are awesome. You are amazing. You go before us. You bring hope. You bring life. You restore. Heal, O God. We pray in Jesus' awesome name. We love you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' awesome name. And everybody said, amen. Go in the power and the anointing and the hope of Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Have an awesome week.